welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey folks, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. It's great to see a bunch of you joining me uh, this morning live. Hello, Paris. Nice to see your name here, Chirka. I hope you're doing great. Uh, folks, if you're new to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast, welcome. This is something that we do every week and uh, a 45-minute training every week specifically for yoga teachers who are looking to grow their yoga businesses. If you're not part of my community and you'd like some extra training and support from me, make sure you jump onto my mailing list. You can do that at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash namaste. And if you are brand new to the podcast, just quickly, uh, yes, I'm Australian. It's okay. Uh, I'll try and cut the slang as much as I can uh, so that I'm understandable for everybody. I am a yoga business coach, a yoga teacher myself, and also uh, a certifiable yoga nerd. Can't get enough of that yoga stuff. Isn't it awesome? That's me. All right. So today we are having an open mic Q&A where it's your opportunity to have as much uh, complimentary, gratis yoga business coaching as you can handle. So if you're joining me on the webcast, on the broadcast option, you can type any questions or requests for support straight into your uh, straight into the Q&A box and I'll get to those. Yoga says, it's great to be here. It's been a while. I want an update from you, Bam Yoga Paris. Uh, and if you're on the phone or on the web call, you can press the raise hand emoji uh, to let me know that you have a question that I can help you with, support you with. So it's the raise hand button. Or if you're on the telephone, you can press star two. If you're listening to the recording, join us live for the Q&A next month and uh, let me help you. Uh, that's what that's what this time is all about. So before we jump into the Q&A for today, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about something that is really coming up for my clients at the moment, um, which is this feeling of adversity and setback. And um, just in the past oh, 24 hours less, uh, four of my clients, in fact, have shared with me d different, um, you know, uh, different things that are going on for them in their yoga businesses where they feel like they're back in the forest. So love in yoga, the metaphor of being in the forest, which means, you know, many things as, as all um, metaphors in yoga do. But one of the things that being in the forest symbolizes is the time when we've gone back into darkness, into shadow, back into that chaya feeling of uncertainty or feeling like things are difficult than more difficult than we may desire them to be. And what we know is also from yoga is that we are endlessly in a cycle of moving in and out of the forest. So know that for all of you who are listening in, you know, if something is feeling difficult or stuck in your yoga business or in your life at the moment, it's, it's normal. It's part of being in that ongoing cycle of moving in and out of the light and the, and the shadow. And in fact, you know, yoga is the exploration of complementary forces and we can't as one of my teachers says, we can't know freedom uh, without knowing constraint. We can't know what it feels like to be in the sun when we are, unless we are regularly plunged back into the darkness. And and in a sense, you know, if you are going through adversity, maybe you've had a setback. Um, one of my clients was sharing that she's had to fire somebody recently, and it was the first time she's had to do that, and it was difficult for her. Um, some of my clients who have just come back from retreat, you know, they've spent a week with me in Thailand, blissing out, relaxing, being decadently well-fed and uh, getting all motivated and inspired about their yoga business and have come home to feel actually a little bit down um, back into normal life. Uh, another client was sharing that she's had a, a particularly bumpy path in her personal life and that's having... Uh, that's having an impact on her in her business and her being able to have clarity of thought in her business. You know, I don't want to try and uh, brush this away with platitudes and talk about, oh, look at Shiva Nataraj, you know, you'll come up on the other side. 
I know it can feel really difficult. And sometimes, you know, there are times when we just think, you know what, it would be easier to just go get a job or, you know what, maybe I'm not meant to be a yoga teacher or maybe my classes aren't good enough and that's why no one comes or, um, you know, maybe I don't look like a yoga teacher and that's why I, it's, it's difficult and hard and challenging for me to put my photograph on the internet and all of these sorts of things feel very real and are real when we're in them. So if you are going through a period of adversity in your business, please know that you're in beautiful, understanding company here. Um, and and it is inevitable that it will that you will come out the other side. We it is just the nature of the universe that things are always in motion, and and that sunshine awaits. Uh, but but that doesn't mean that there's not um, you know wisdom and insight and learnings to be found in that shadow time. One of my clients yesterday we were talking about how she feels like she's really you know, stuck uh, in the mud. And and again, the 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 forest, and particularly for sort of from that southern Indian tradition, it's the mangrove forest where we go into that shadow time when we go into the murkiness. And if you think about what is a mangrove, it is a deeply fertile and rich place. Maybe it's a little bit stinky. Maybe it's a bit dark. Maybe you know. It's it's not the it's not the beach it's the it's the muddy side of the island uh, but that's where the fertility is and that's where we can look for maybe not the most uh, seemingly uh, you know beautiful part of what it means to be a yogini a yogi and a and a business owner but definitely where we can find the the nutrients and the nourishment to fuel our next level of growth. Like I said, I've just been back from, just got back uh, on Sunday from, from Thailand. And uh, after my retreat, I went to Krabi for a couple of nights to see some friends and do my own self-care and, uh, and, and, and relaxing after, after a week-long retreat. And the island that I stayed on with my friends was one of those beautiful little Thailand islands, uh, Thailand islands. And on one side was the sunny, palm tree golden beach and on the other side of the island in fact the side where I was staying was the mangrove swamp um, where where you know full of birds and insects and creatures and growth and and murkiness and there was about a 10 minute walk from the murky side to the sunny side and sometimes you know this is what it's like in business we can be feel like we're staying on on in the murkiness we're staying in the tiller forest we're we're stuck in the mud but in fact it's just a short walk to to back into the sunshine and that we don't need to rush being on either side we can trust that there is a there is an inherent uh, pattern and pull between the two and that we will be forever moving between the two this is the natural way of the universe the the fluxing between concealment and revelation all of this to say that you know the world needs you right now the world needs more yoga right now uh if you feel called to share yoga with people it is because it is your dharma you are meant for this and if things feel stuck or challenging or difficult welcome welcome to your yoga the Adversity that you may be experiencing in your business is part of your sadhana. It is part of your own opportunity for self-reflection and growth. And just like how when you have uh, an injury or a physical limitation, it helps you feel more compassion and become more, more skillful and masterful in how you teach because you can understand your students better, so too any other adversity, and particularly in your business. You know it would be easier, let's face it, it would be easier for all of us to just go get a job. It would be easier for, I spoke to um, a, a guy in Australia early in the week who who's had a, a lifelong career of being a successful accountant and he's decided to stop doing that and teach yoga for men. Uh, it would be easier to stay being an accountant, no doubt. There will be fewer uh, times in the forest career-wise uh, sticking with that job um, and yet 
it would be denying ourselves the pursuit of our dharma and it would be denying our communities the opportunity to practice with us and, and the opportunity to share seva with them, to be in service in a way that we feel called to. So please trust if things feel stuck or difficult, if you're having those moments of what the hell am I doing? Um, you're in good company <clears throat> and it's very normal and natural that you cycle through this. <laughs> the four beautiful, talented, blown open heart yoginis that <laughs> my clients that have shared with me over the past 24 hours, like, Phew, this is hard. They've all shared how they've had the big, they've done the big cry, the big messy cry um, recently. And, uh, and, and like, let's celebrate that. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to be victims of it. We don't have to stay stuck longer than we need to be. But if you are needing to just have a big sob or do some pleading with, sometimes I sit on my front veranda and I just, you know, I'm like, shiver, what the hell? Like, seriously, for real? Are we back here again? You know, just be where you're at. But know that if you are feeling called to share yoga with people, it is what you're meant for. And there is always a way through it. Remember, this is not happening to you. It is happening for you. And if you think that, uh, Level three, 35 degree vinyasa class is, is where you go to experience adversity and overcome self-limiting beliefs. Actually, it's your business. Uh, you will get more opportunity for tapasya, for plunging yourself back into the alchemical fire, having a yoga business than anything you could imagine on the sticky mat. And that's a blessing. That is a deep blessing. So today, if you are feeling stuck, if you are experiencing any level of adversity, that's what I'm here for. I want to help you out of it. So who has a question? Let's get to. Let's clear some of that chaya, some of that shadow so you get you back out into revelation and serving in the way that you're meant for. Uh, all right. So if you're on the web call, you can raise your hand. Uh, if you're on the webcast or the broadcast, you can type into the Q&A box. I can't wait to hear from all of you and support you through any adversity that you may be experiencing. And hey, if you are on the beach, if you're on the sunny side of the island right now, like we want to hear from you too. This is a safe space to celebrate radical expansion and success, folks. So don't be shy. Um, I'd love to hear from you as well. Remember, in my community, in the Abundant Yoga Teacher community, there is no bragging. There is just celebration warmly received from this cooler uh, this sangha of people who want to see you be wildly successful in sharing your gifts. So I'll take good news as well. Uh, type on into the Q&A box or press the raise hand emoji uh, to let me know how I can support you today. And we are starting in Paris because why not with the fabulous Chioka. Gorgeous, I'm going to unmute your line. How are you doing, lovely? Beautiful. How are you, Amy? It's been too long. What's going on over there? <laughs> Oh, good stuff. It's funny. It's been a while, but I think about you, or rather, I hear your voice almost every day. Amy wouldn't do this. Amy wouldn't like this. Amy says I should do this. <laughs> so, so catch I me up. Where, oh, catch me up. What, 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 tell me, give me a status update on your fabulous yoga business. So um, the yoga under the Eiffel Tower, which you re recommended to me about a year ago, um, was fantastic. I mean, I um, basically earned all the money that I wanted to earn for the year just doing that. Um, yeah. But now, seasonally, I'm coming to the end um, because we're moving into colder weather here. So I just started with yoga and chocolate, which is also something that I talked to you about. Um, mm -hmm. So I just went today and I met with a supplier of organic, vegan, handmade chocolate. This amazing, amazing stuff. Um, so I'm ready to start with that in October. Oh, my goodness. It's good stuff. Oh, and <laughs> by the way, I also started, um, basically, I'm, I'm managing the studio that I started working for um, back when I was working for you, this like studio that I absolutely, absolutely love. Um, she what? needed a partner, so I just sort of slid in there and started um, – um, sort of managing things for that studio. So things are going like rock star great. It's it's awesome. That's good. <laughs> oh, Yahoo! I love it. Congratulations. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm super happy. And it's funny, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, you know, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't just started talking to you. I mean, started with the whole Facebook group, little by little, moving a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper into the coaching. I just, I know I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here. So, well, I still remember seeing this woman's name popping up in the Facebook group and she had this picture that wasn't her actual face. Uh, uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, who is this mystery woman? So I'm just so delighted for you. Okay, what can I help you with today? Oh, this is a classic Amy question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've had three people tell me, my clients have told me I'm not charging enough. I, sent, I submitted an invoice to one client. She's like, this is way too low. I submitted a, a bill to another client. She's like, oh, we've got to pay you more. And I had a client today who actually tried to shove money in my hand and run away. <laughs> so it, it, obviously I need to raise my prices. That's, that's clear. Mm-hmm. But what I need, I suppose, coaching on is like, what's my problem? Why can't I just, mm. you know, just say um, what I'm doing is worth more than this? Mm-hmm. Do you know, I mean, it's not as simple as raising my prices. Raising my prices, okay, I'm going to do it. I know I need to do it. I'm doing it. It's done. But I think I need to get past that mental block of why I'm having this little problem. Well, well, what? Give me your best sense of it, Tioka. I mean, what, what? When you feel into it, why does receiving more make you feel uncomfortable? I have no idea. I mean, I know I'm giving them good value for their money. I mean, it's 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 ten o'clock here at night right now, and I'm working on something for the for the studio. So I know I'm giving them good value for the money. Um, for that Airbnb experience, I've got like over, I think like 135 stars reviews in the past like six months. Like that's like I'm I'm kind of kicking butt, but I don't know. I don't know. What I'm hearing you share is that your business is being is very successful right now. And if we think about when did we start working together? A no, year no, ago ish. Yeah. Like really a year ago. Yeah. And so um and at that time it was um hang on, let me check in because we're obviously this isn't a we're in a collective environment here. Is it okay for me, Tioka, to be direct with you here? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. That that is Amy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, because here's the thing, uh, back in November, less than a year ago, it wasn't, like, you didn't have the belief that you could actually have an abundant yoga business. And, uh, and I think that's, I mean, that persisted for a number of months. Right. That it was, that it was challenging, that things took a long time, that um, you needed to persist and really um uh, sort of be patient and and but also tenacious to to be able to generate income at all. And now what I'm hearing you say is things are actually prosperous and uh, and things that we couldn't have imagined eight months ago are now your reality. So what you've done is actually manifested what you wanted all along and now the universe is looking to give you even more than that so what you're experiencing is more than what you thought you were uh, more than what you thought you were able to receive yes definitely and so and there is a discomfort in that yes strangely or not so strangely, that Miriam Williamson, who speaks so beautifully on that we're not that we're so much more afraid of success than failure. She, more eloquently than that, I'm brutally yeah. paraphrasing. But what the, it seems to me that these three, um, as you know, as my meditation teacher would call them, Dharma teachers uh, that are trying to give you more money are showing you that it's time to like you've hit an upper limiting belief. It's time to accept the fact that, in fact, you are meant for even more than what you have created. And that can be very frightening. Yeah. yeah. Who would you have to become, Tioka, to be the woman who has 
that level of success and abundance in her life? What would have to change for you? That is one scary question. I, don't, I mean, just, just hearing that question, I find scary. What's scary about it? Uh, thinking that big, thinking beyond the sort of limit that I've set for myself or the wall that I've seen, um, kind of the wall that I've been staring at. I mean, I, I, that's, that's kind of, yeah, uh, because I don't know who that person is. Well, if we think about, you know, you and I have a shared history in being writers and then also moving into being yoga teachers. And there is a culture among both of those vocations where of, of um, celebrating the struggle. It's part of the identity. Right. You know, the, the, the broken, starving artist is held up as somehow more worthy or that, you know, the broken, the, 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 the struggling healer, the spiritual woman who's doing it tough, it's actually held up as being somehow more worthy than someone who is prosperous and thriving. Right, right. Hmm. So can you, so in, it, there is actually work in, in shedding, that. it's like the chrysalis, you have to shed that. It can be quite tightly. Right. Hmm, okay. What comes up for you when you think about actually allowing yourself to have more ease and prosperity? It's funny. I, I have this image of like this beautiful bubble, light and floating and, and, and um, full of a lot of just peace, like a lot less stress, a lot less anxiety. Um, a lot less worrying about how am I going to manage this and how am I going to kind of afford that. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's, it's something beautiful that I see. Um, and yet it frightens you. Yeah. What in particular is frightening about that? I've never had that before. I've never had that sort of beautiful floating anxiety-free existence. It's always been fight, 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 struggle, 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 not have enough money to pay for this, not have enough money to pay for that. Um, so you would be doing something completely new and unknown in stepping into that level of abundance. Exactly. And what frightens you about stepping into the unknown? Hmm. Nothing usually. I mean, it's nice. It's a nice adventure. It's 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 it, it shouldn't be scary. I mean, it, it's it's goes back to exactly what you were saying. This is your yoga. I mean, it's that crazy asana that you think, oh, this is impossible to do, and then you just do it, and it's not that hard, really. I mean, even yeah, it, um, there isn't. Um, anything scary about it other than just being afraid, just holding on to that feeling of being afraid. Hmm. What would, what would, what would need to happen for you to be able to let go of that fear? Hmm. Just almost have to, I think I would have to ease into it. Um, okay. To you know, ease into being a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more comfortable. Um, I would have to, yeah. I think if it was, if it all happened at once, it would be too overwhelming. But if I could kind of ease into this, um, a little bit more money here, a little bit more money there, that would be okay. It sounds weird. What? It, what sounds weird about it? But I mean, isn't this kind of what we're well? Isn't it what we work for? I mean, isn't this kind of our goal? So why should it be so? It shouldn't be a problem. It should be something that you just embrace and that you're open for. But um, 
so I guess that's what's weird. You know, it's it's like what I've always thought that I wanted, and now that I, I think I can have it. Um, I mean, like a really like it's it's just as easy as saying yes now. At this point, it's just saying yes. The work's been done. The foundations have been laid. You know, everything's been set up. So it's just a matter of saying yes. Well, on the surface, sure. Um, with the manas, absolutely, and yet you're more complex and have greater depth than that because what you said earlier was that you've never experienced this before. It's always your whole life has been about struggle and scraping by. And even when you described to me how you could overcome the fear of receiving more, you talked about it almost like breadcrumbs along the path, a little bit here and a little bit there. It's the same pattern of, I'll allow myself to have more, but only if I can scratch it up and in a little bit at a time. Um, so, it, it, you know, if, if we if we take the judgment out of how you should be embracing this, uh, overcoming the over, overcoming the fear, recognizing it as a fear, and and letting yourself, um, you know, the cliche, but feel the fear and do it anyway. That gets to be part of your yoga rather than recreating the old pattern of I'll let prosperity come in but only a tiny bit at a time so like your analogy of how it gets to be a a challenging yoga asana that you just work at rather than letting the work be I'll take a little bit of extra money here and then I'll take a little bit of extra money there could the work instead be I am open to receive all of the prosperity that is coming to me and I will work on the fear of that a little bit at a time rather than letting the money come in a little bit at a time. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of makes more sense, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) So so let's, let's role play this a little bit here. The woman who tried to stuff money in your hand at the end of class, like, tell me more about that. What actually happened? Describe that scenario. It, when, I, when I came home and I told my husband about it, it was so messed up. There was one student, so it was, um, it was after class. It was, really, it, was, it was a nice class. One woman gave me uh, a gift that she brought me from the U.S., and I was, I was, it was I was almost in tears. I said, thank you. I took it. It's sitting right here in my hand right now. And then the next woman tried to hand me money. And I was like, oh, no, 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 thank you. Um, and she said, no, no, take it. And, and I, I said, no, no, it's okay. Um, and so I just, I didn't take it. Um, and then, you know, afterwards I was thinking, well, darn, I've got like a, a, a yoga workshop that I need to pay 200 bucks for this weekend. I could have used that cash. Um, so, yeah, so afterwards I was annoyed with myself, but at the moment I was just like, no, I can't take it. Why couldn't you take it in the moment? Hmm. I felt like I charged her enough for the class. I felt like I had I'd set the terms of our agreement and, and I wanted to honor those terms. So here's the thing. Um, we can get desensitized. We can, um, in fact, I know a woman, she has a tattoo that says, I am enough. And I get the I am enough movement. I appreciate that. But it gets to be just a step on the journey because you are, you are actually meant for more than enough. You know, enough is survival. And right. we're all created to, you know, we're, we've all been given the gift of embodiment to celebrate and enjoy and pursue passion and desire and delight um and and re- you know re- thinking about the principle of asteia in not receiving something from somebody you are stealing their opportunity of giving mm. so if that woman felt called to give to you and you rejected her gift you're denying her the opportunity to do that so even when it can feel very uncomfortable to receive from someone the fact that they desire to give to you in whatever form, mm-hmm. um, you know, we need to we need to sort of be in that swampy, murky energy so that they can give. 
you know, giving feels great. And when we are resistant to receiving, we're denying someone the opportunity of having that feeling. Yep. Very true. I remember when I first started teaching, like I, 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 I intentionally had a jar for people to put the money in because I felt physically uncomfortable hand like receiving money in my hand from someone that's how bad my aversion to prosperity was and and that it was a conscious effort to get rid of the jar and stand there and take people's money as they came in the door and say thank you and it was uncomfortable for months until it wasn't mm. but it was I recognized that it was an important gesture that people handing me the money in that way was part of their practice of saying thank you right right, right. Right. And Choker, I think in those moments, that's where we get to tap into fierce grace. And for other people in other industries, this might sound ridiculous, but for us actually standing there, feeling the discomfort and, and, and opening ourselves up to grace and saying thank you and taking the money or the gift or the compliment or the positive feedback, that is where you get to, again, coming back to your yoga analogy, hone the practice right 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 so what would it pragmatically um yes go raise your rate and make everybody feel better about it <laughs> um and then and then maybe challenge yourself next time to to feel your foundation you know like here's my feet on the floor, I feel strong, I feel vulnerable, I'm going to stay open in grace and say thank you when someone tries to give to me because I am open to receive. Yes. Exactly. How does that feel? Quite beautiful. Quite, quite beautiful. So next time someone wants to... Okay, next time someone says, would you please put up your prices? What will you say to them? Yes. <laughs> what else? What does, that, what does that mean? When someone says, "What will you please put up your prices? What are they actually saying? I think they're saying, I feel like I got a better value than I'm paying for. Um, I think I got more out of this than uh, I was expecting. I got more out of this than I I, I had hoped for, or I asked for. I'm very satisfied, and I'm willing, more than willing, to 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 pay something that feels fair to me. Yes, all of those things, and they're saying I value this more. I value you more. It feels energetically aligned for me to to to, to demonstrate that with with the, the way that we can modify prana these days, money. They mm. value you more than you have been valuing yourself. Let you know, rise to let yourself rise to see yourself in the light that they do. Yep. I like that. That I can I can live with. And and don't, we don't need to let the money come in trickles for you to learn this skill. You can, you can, you can sit in the discomfort of it and let that be the learning environment, but let the money come in. Let the money come in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I think that would be a slightly smarter move. <laughs> and maybe yeah. Choka, there gets to be while you're riding around on your bike, you know, some mantra around. I am available to receive. I am open to receive. I recognize my divine right to receive. Whatever that, you know, whatever the right language is for you, but working that, that, you know, neural pathway, that mantra, so that you are also energetically aligning yourself up to be more comfortable with receiving. Yes. I will add that to my list of mantras. Love it. Excellent. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for you. And I can't, like, I want to, yes, like, post something in the Facebook group about those new rates and a photograph of those chocolates, please. Oh, yeah. Your sister will love them. They are amazing. Completely <laughs> vegan chocolate. I mean, it's just, it's it's a completely vegan Paris chocolate. They they are, 
Yeah, I have to remember to save them for my clients and not eat them all myself. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be my side of honestly. Folks, <laughs> if you're in Paris in October or beyond, find Yoka on Airbnb Experiences and go do yoga with those chocolates before she <laughs> save her from herself from eating them all. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. You bet. I'm going to mute your line there. Folks, if you would like some coaching from me on what it is you're working on in your yoga business, you can press the raise hand emoji if you are on the web call. Hey, Joanna in London. Susan's here from San Francisco. Uh, let's see. who has. If you're on the webcast, you can type into the Q&A box. Hey, Dolores is here as well. Dolores, look what happens when you actually put your own photograph on your Facebook account. I'm just saying. Um, I'm not sure who this is. I can't see your name, but I'm going to answer your question. Uh Anonymous Yogi writes in, I do not have a specific teacher I resonate with yet and I feel like a fraud because I have not yet mastered all yoga asanas and teaching philosophies. When do you know you are ready to pursue a yoga career? I want to be authentic to all of my students and those I encounter in everyday life, but I do not feel like I am there yet in my own life. What this, oh, that is what is hindering me from moving forward. Advice? Oh my goodness, I love this question. Okay, so, um, Depending on your lineage and your yoga belief system, yoga is at least 2,000 years old. So, and, and, um, uh, and bountiful, let's just say. Well, we, there's like 3,000 versions of the Ramayana, you know? So, here's what we know for sure. You would never learn everything about yoga in one lifetime. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for Mahasamadhi because I ain't got enough yet. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to hit it this lifetime, just for the record. But you know, good because I'm looking forward to coming back and doing it all again. There is no way that we can know everything about yoga. Um, does, should that stop us from being in service? Absolutely not. There are people who need what we have to offer right now exactly as you are ready to teach it full confession the first two years i i was teaching yoga as you know for a living my first two years out of 200 hour teacher training i got cat and cow mixed up like that's how good i was at teaching yoga i didn't know i talk about this often i was at a christina cell workshop in sydney and she's like okay now make the the halloween cat and i thought oh that's the cat? I thought that was the cow. Like, I've been teaching cat-cow backwards for two years. I'm having people come along and have good, you know, enjoying my classes and all the rest of it. I mean, I got that wrong. Ultimately, who cares? People who are coming to my classes, they're probably <laughs> still doing cat-cow backwards. But are their spines juiced up because of it? Yes. Are they remembering to listen to their breath? Yes. Who cares? Good enough. Um. Now, I'm not saying that that I'm not giving permission for us to go out and be sloppy and lazy. I mean, I'm I love mastery and yoga teaching. Goodness knows there is enough oh, bad yoga out there. The fact that we all desire to be better is is part of what it means to be on the path. But should that stop us from serving on our journey? Heck no. Um, you know, I, I remember Darren Rhodes. Um, being at a workshop with Darren Rhodes and he was talking about now that he's older, I mean, this was like, I don't know, eight years ago. He was saying now that he's older, there are some yoga asanas that he simply can't do anymore. And we're like, which one, Darren? And he said, you know, he can no longer do one armed handstand and he can no longer do, or he does no longer practice, you know, the no armed headstand. And I'm just sitting there thinking <laughs> a big, you know, a short word that starts with F. Um, and in Australia uh, sort of rhymes with the sound that a crow makes. Anyway, my point is, you know, our yoga asana practice changes over time. I will never in this lifetime do Padmasana or teach it lotus pose because my pelvis just doesn't make that shape. My, I simply cannot externally rotate my femurs to get my legs into lotus pose, not without doing injurious things to my knees and my ankles. Does that mean, I mean, Mr. Iyengar, light on yoga starts with Padmasana. Does that mean I can't teach yoga because I can't do the first pose? Hell no. Um, the people who came on my retreat this month, they loved my yoga asana classes. So 
the you know yoga is a beautifully broad church and only getting broader and the people that will come to your classes are the people that need what you have to offer right now so please don't dim your light or withhold your gifts because you feel that you don't have enough know what you know and share that with integrity um we don't have to pretend to be something that we're not some of the most humbling I remember um, I was doing a, I was at Yoga Works in um, in LA with Joe Cara, fabulous man, go to his classes, can't get enough. And he teaches a strong vinyasa and I love it. I love going to his classes. I become a hot mess um, and sometimes get discombobulated with the sequencing and I absolutely love it. And he was showing us, um, I can't remember, it was an arm balance. Uh, apologies, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Sorry, ladies and gents. Anyway, it was an arm balance where where it requires extreme external rotation on one side, one hip. And and he showed us and it was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And everyone's like cranking it out, LA yoga style. And then he demonstrated the other side where he has he doesn't have the same range of motion. And it looked like shit on the other side. And, and I just remember thinking, what a way to be in service. What a way to remind all of us that we can't all do all the things. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't make you a good yogi or a bad yogi, as my teacher Noah says, everyone wins at yoga. You know, for you know, there, there, I met a woman, um, well, actually it was one of my clients on a, on a call last week, and she was saying she feels uncomfortable about putting herself out there and putting her photographs on her website because she doesn't look like a yoga teacher. I mean, come on, people, it is time to blow that up. The people who come to my classes, they kind of look like me. You know, like I could probably teach a master class on beer gut yoga in my town and it would be full. And that's awesome. Like let's just reclaim the 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 yoga for everybody. Go look at you wanna you wanna remember that yoga is for everybody? Go look at some videos of Baba Ramdev teaching the masses in India. Baba Ramdev is the most famous yoga teacher in India. He's got a TV show, he's got we won't go into that, but you like He's a businessman and he is okay with the fact of making cash and being spiritual. Go get that lesson. But anyway, he teaches like, you know, he's the, he's the dude on yoga, on TV for yoga. And everyone in their house does his yoga in their saris and whatever and whatever they look like. You know, I've eaten a bit too much chapati and here's me with my fabulous woman tummy and I'm doing yoga in my lounge room with Baba Ramdev. Like it is time to just reclaim it. You've got enough. Um, perfection you're there already uh you wouldn't like that's the nature of 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 yoga philosophy we're all god having a human experience you're already perfect teach what you got share your gifts as they are if you do cat cow backwards for two years who cares people are still getting the benefits of yoga it's like sanskrit you don't even need to know what it means just say it and it will heal you you know we are we are so blessed to have this modality that is usable it is it is like i say in uh, kundalini it's a technology that you get to use and apply and it will change and transform and heal even in its imperfect form so keep going to classes keep learning more delight in your expansion as a teacher and don't waste a moment in sharing what you have with the people who need it already all right oh my goodness these 45 minutes go by so fast um, last call for questions in the Q&A box, if you have one. And I've got someone here uh, on a phone number that ends with 5496. Uh, I'm not sure who this is, but you are now unmuted. Hello. Hi, Amy. How are you going? Good. You know who it is now? Sorry. Sarah. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is gone. Here we go. That's better. I'm so excited that it's you. How are you? Look at this. It's like the it's like the um, reunion. I know. I was laughing. I was like, oh, it's Chica as well. <laughs> um, I'm talking to you later anyway, but I was on the call, so I thought I'd ask some questions anyway, if that's all right. Go for it. Um, so, like Chica, you know, like lots of... In fact, I was very much resonating with everything she was saying. Lots of Lots of good stuff has been happening, but... Um, have spent some time crawling through the mangroves in the mud as well. 
And mm-hmm. um, and one thing that I wanted to uh, well yeah we'll start with one see how much time we've got one thing I wanted to ask about um sort of sort of quite similar along the same lines as well is about the pricing thing um I'm often getting contacted lately about by people asking me can you do this yoga for this you know can you come to our workplace or um one and so the recent one was like a place called LifeWise that helps people deal with mental health issues and things like that. Can you come and do a yoga class for an hour every second week for us? You know, how much would that be and what, you know, what's involved? So, and, you know, um, I I guess I sent them an email. I, I came up with what I think is a fair number. I sent them an email and then I hear nothing back. And I think, oh, no, I'm charging too much, you know, and I start going around that circle again and thinking, oh, these guys, they probably really, really need yoga. It would be really, really good for them. And maybe I shouldn't have said, you know, I said basically it'll be $100, you know, in New Zealand to to do this. And that's like around about depending on whether you want to use my space or your space and whether I bring equipment or not. And I feel like, you know, then I was talking to someone and I started making excuses about why I was allowed to charge $100. <laughs> and one of my excuses was, you know, I spent two years traipsing around getting getting very little money for teaching um, active movement classes for the elderly, you know, and basically getting minimum wage and using my own petrol. And now, now I feel like I need to justify charging, you know, $100 to teach these other people. And then I don't hear back from them and then I think, oh, should I email them back or what, you know, what should I do or should I just let it go? Yeah, so that's kind of my question. <laughs> Okay, awesome. So first up, congratulations for getting approached and becoming the go-to person to to have um, these sorts of opportunities. I love it. The next thing, Sarah, is that um, you're at a point now in your yoga career where you get to have standard rates. And yep. if people like it, awesome. And if they don't, awesome. You know, it's like, I can't help myself. I always go to the dating analogy. But it's like a dating analogy. You know, if you, I don't know, you go out for the first date and, and, and the date says, well, I really like Indian food. You like Indian food and you don't, but you say yes because you want to make the date happy. I mean, you know, you, you've got to be clear about about who you are and where you're at right off the bat. Now, so that looks like for you, so that you get out of this chit of ritty and don't have the... Um, you know, it's poverty consciousness to be looking to, to try and devise the right price for the right client all the time. Your yoga is your yoga regardless of who you're sharing it with. What you share, the vibration that it has and what it can do for people is the same regardless of if they're a wealthy banker or um, you know someone in the welfare system with a mental health issue. Your yoga how you show up and teach is the same. So your rates get to be the same. And some people will like that and some people won't. And it's not. And your job is to not take that personally. Now, having said that... To be honest, I have... Go ahead. To be, to be honest, like um, three or four clients recently I've gone back to and sent, you know, sent the numbers and, the, and, and they've gone, fine, that's cool, how do we pay? <laughs> so, yeah, and then that's, I just keep waiting right. and I'm like, oh... Yeah. So, so that's like it's just like just a no, and that's all. Well, it could be two things. It could be a no, or it could be the fact that it's a it's a corporate, and they have a truncated approval system. You could just be going to the next board meeting for all you know. She's written the paper. It's going up the chain. Who knows? But the point is that it's not your job to second guess what you think people will buy. You've got to feel into what is the right rate for me, and propose that to people. Um, and they will say yes or no, and you don't take it personally either way. Now, there will be times when there are opportunities that come up that you want to teach no matter how much they pay you because it's something that you just want to pursue from a Dharma perspective, and that's okay too. But it's not that you're hedging your bets and hoping to get someone by by hitting them. It's not the bloody prices right, you know what I mean? Like your yoga has a value. <laughs> That's how much you charge. And I would recommend, Sarah, that you do the you do the work to actually just get that in a document so that every time you get one of these requests, it's ready to go and you don't have to go back into the mind spin of, holy crap, what should I charge this person? You just have a schedule of rates. 
And some people will say yes and some people will say no and you'll get faster and faster at dismissing the energetic charge that comes in on their response. Do I put that actually up on the website or would it be by inquiry kind of thing? Because sometimes these things are customised. Yeah. It depends. Um, I mean, if if you're getting a lot of them and it's taking up time to, to customise something, I'd put it up on the website. I mean, I, I'm a fan of having prices on the website so that you don't, so that people don't approach you with really unrealistic expectations of how little you'll charge. Um, and I yeah. also think, for, unless something's radically different since the last time we spoke, like you have better things to do with your time than be putting <laughs> together individual proposals for what might earn you a hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, my my response is usually. Like in this particular case, I was like, "Yep, this is worth hundred bucks for me." So probably, uh, you know, it was a, it was a ten minutes writing an email saying, uh, "Yep, you know, um, I can do it at my place. I can do it at yours. I can bring the equipment or not. We'll be it'll be around this much." Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't, but but I'm probably getting to the point now where I could do just a standard, um, yep, standard price. Yeah, yeah. I, I would recommend it and I would recommend putting it on your website and you might also like to have written on that document somewhere from time to time I also enjoy supporting community efforts with complimentary yoga classes. Please contact me if this might be the right fit for your organisation. Yeah, so and I people, already have you know, some guys I, in the pipeline. Okay. So, there you yeah, go. I mean, so. they are there as well. You know, there's five-dollar yoga classes for the bike festival or whatever, you know, they're already there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Cool. And just and and it's not our job, folks. This is thanks, Sarah, for being a teacher on this. It's not our job to guess what we think people can afford to pay. It's none of our business what other people do with their money. We get to own what we think our yoga is worth and be confident and grounded about talking about that with other people. If someone wants to spend their invest their prana through money in that way, great. And if not, great. It's not. It's not personal if people decide to not go ahead with something. Yeah. Useful? Oh, thank you. Have you, got, have you got time for one more question? Oh, my goodness. It's got to be a quick one. Yeah, reasonably quick, you know, and I'm sure you've answered it lots of times before. On Monday, last yoga class of the term, culmination of 10 weeks of building up the strength work, to do a, a challenging class, pulling together all of the strength stuff, and this lady comes to my class. She's like never done yoga before, and is about as flexible as my mother. <laughs> and I spent the whole class just going, "Fuck!" Oh, so I didn't say that. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and trying to rapidly adapt the whole class, <laughs> and, and almost just wanting to apologise to her the whole time. You know. I hope I haven't put her off yoga for life, but anyway. <laughs> yes. So, so in, a, in a few words, if you can uh, summarise how to deal with that one again, that would be great. Um, <clears throat> well, firstly, I get what that's like when it happens. Um, I totally, and it's and for me, it's like, oh bugger! I was really looking forward to this class and. <laughs> Someone's going to be completely ostracized if I don't modify it. So, so you know, well, yoga teachers were flexible. Uh-huh. Great that you could modify for a At the same time, it comes back to that poverty consciousness versus abundance consciousness. If that woman hit your class and all you did was like double-legged headstand drills and she just sat there and watched and never came back, you know, trying to accommodate somebody be at there's a difference between modifying things so that they're accessible and um, and there's a difference between modifying things so that they're accessible to people and then overly compromising the integrity of your class to almost like people please a student. So only you would know the difference between that, Sarah. And what I like to think of uh, when I'm teaching in a situation like that is I want to keep someone engaged so that they can be present with the practice and at the same time all of my students um, it's my job to spread my energy and my focus and my attention across all of my students. So being with one person in particular because she can't do a whole bunch of stuff would be an imbalance of my energetic investment across the class. I had a 
uh, a friend of mine actually, she comes to my classes and she's got some physical limitations and she's got Ross River fever and she, there's a whole bunch of stuff she can't do. And she knows that sometimes I'll just say to her, you know what, Viparita Karani for you, like it's legs up the wall for you for the next 10 minutes. And she loves it because actually she'd probably prefer to do the full 90 minutes of that. So it gives her a, an opportunity to just chill. She doesn't feel left out. She's got something to do. And and I get to go and teach everybody else, okay, actually, this is how we're going to do double leg lift headstand drills in the middle of the room. Um, and it works. So I would say, Sarah, let it be an opportunity to get better as a teacher. Notice if it's helping you address any people-pleasing tendencies. And if she never comes back because it's missed her, great. There are other classes for her. You can even say that it's meant. You might like to try Tuesdays because it's gentle, for example. But if she doesn't come back, I've had hundreds of people that have come once and never come back because it was too much. Good. Again, it's like dating. Like, it just didn't get a second date. Good. Next. <laughs> it's not your job awesome. to please all the people all the time. It kind of relates back to the money thing in the same way, doesn't it, really? Yes, yes. You, you create what you've got, offer it up with integrity and grace, and some people will love it, some people won't. And it, and, and not, and we not. Our role is not to take it personally. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. I'll talk with you later in your intensive. I, I've got to say, Sarah, I woke up this morning excited because I'm like, oh, I've got an intensive with Sarah. It's going to be amazing. All right, folks, I can't see any other questions coming in on the Q&A box. Great questions today, ladies. So good to catch up with a few of my Grow Your Yoga Business graduates. Look at you, smashing it. Love it. Before I finish up, I do want to let everybody know that this is so exciting. Tier 1 is now open for the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat in Thailand in 2019. So if you have been enjoying all of the pictures on Instagram, uh, if you've been uh, watching the <clears throat> sharing that is going on and you're excited to come along and join uh, me on retreat in 2019, I've just opened the first tier of the pricing for the retreat. It'll be happening in January. It is like, it, it, I mean, Sarah, you know this, you've been twice. It is a life-changing retreat. I feel quite confident saying that now because what everyone says at the end. Um, it's also one of my favorite things to do. Uh, it is a week of rest. It is a week of friendship, of laughter, of transformation, of eating way too much exceptional Thai food. Warning, your favorite Thai restaurant will never be your favorite Thai restaurant after you come back from this retreat. I'm sorry, but that's true and it is an important disclaimer. Uh, and it will also be a week of yoga with me. Uh, you know, improving your teaching skills, getting back into your own personal practice, learning from a room full of other yoga teachers. There is it's something so beautiful when we stop in the middle of a class and go, okay, how would you do this from a Drew perspective? How would you do this from a Jiva Mukti perspective? How would you do this from a Vini Yoga perspective? So interesting. What would an Ashtangi do here? Awesome, awesome fun. And of course, the business development pieces that go along with that. We did some super powerful training uh, just now, this past month on the September retreat, and I know that will only become more profound and deeper in January. So if you would like to check that out, get yourself in at the tier one level. There are six places available and the payment plan option for that is available through to the end of October only. So if you want the payment plan uh, and you would like to get in at the T1 pricing, get yourself registered sooner rather than later. The link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. Uh, the page is looking quite snazzy. We've done a little bit of an overhaul. I've gone and looked at it a few times because I'm quite chuffed with it. <laughs> Some new videos up there uh, from the people who have just finished this retreat in September. You can listen to what they have to say about it. Uh, go check it out. As always, it's going to be fabulous. It's one of my favorite places in the world. I can't tell you how special it is. Everybody loves it. Super powerful one week retreat. The tier one investment is two and a half thousand Australian dollars. So it's a crazy deal. Uh, go check it out. amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. All right, folks. Thank you so much for an amazing call. So fun to catch up with a whole bunch of you. 
Um, Joanna says, Joanna, I was talking about you the other day. How you doing? Joanna says, thanks, Amy. Hope you're well. I'm listening whilst working on my yoga biz. Way to multitask. I want an update from you. What's news? Always so fun doing these Q&A calls. We've gone wildly over time. I don't think Apple Podcasts would mind. If you enjoy this podcast, if you are a regular podcast listener, do me a favor and write me a review. I'd love that uh, and subscribe to the podcast. That would be amazing. Take care, everybody. Have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your week. Remember, you will inevitably be back on the beach if you are in the mangroves at the moment. Uh, you, you get to turn it around and know that this is a community that will celebrate you no matter where you are, mangroves or beach alike. The world needs what you have to offer right now. Go out, share more yoga uh, and uh, keep moving forward. Take care, everybody. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.